Hey guys, what's up? Uh, just wrapped up a, a fun episode with Miss Brianna Holbert. I hadn't had her on in a while. We've been kind of off in the country doing some different things, so we caught up a little bit about where we've been, what we've looked at. We both spent some time out in Missouri, so we talked about that for a while. Uh, but she's just a, a fun person to talk to, you know. I mean, she's just got a an interesting view on the world. She's pretty insightful. She gets uh, she gets a lot out of every conversation, out of every little thing you talk about. Uh, she's just a good time. I mean, it was a fun one. We talked about all kinds of different stuff. I mean, we went down some some interesting rabbit holes, uh, but it was good to catch up with her and see where she's been. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey guys, what's up? We, uh, gosh, Bree and I made a mistake. <laughs> So my, the, like, audio recorder that I record this podcast on, uh, the recording button you have to press, so if you press it one time, it basically puts you in, like, preview mode, <laughs> so you can check the audio levels and different things to make sure you know what's going on, but then I never pressed it again to actually start recording, so we talked for probably, what, 30 minutes? I, I would say know. so, it's a 9.52 while. now, yeah. Yeah, we talked mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, without recording anything, so I guess we're gonna start over. Right, uh, and it's funny because you even pushed the microphone closer up to my face too, so that way. Yeah, you no, <laughs> I checked. Yeah, I checked, checked the it. levels and everything. Yeah, and still didn't realize that it wasn't recording. So, but you know, y'all missed a lot. We we talked about you know. We'll get back to we'll get yeah. back. To, all right, <laughs> so we we are here in. on day th- in between day three and four, something like that, yeah. of getting ready for a convention, uh, which is. Interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't know, it was one of those things. I mean, it has to happen, and you realize that every single year they get ready for a convention, but I, I didn't know. really know what any of that looked like. And it um, kind of makes me sad, but also happy at the same time. Because we're starting. We're starting something so brand new and so cool for 60,000 some odd FFA members at convention to experience so many really cool things. But then we also like close the yearbook on this journey in national office and then we move on to like doing stuff in college and all the good jazz but looking forward to both so yeah no it'll be good we because uh, that's the thing, i mean we had knew this was going to be a year the whole time i know um, but some of us are more realistic than others <laughs> yeah well and yeah like i don't i enjoy doing this i don't want it to end no i know um, but like some of us just take it better i think and yeah this, yeah but we so last night at midnight, our first draft of our retiring addresses were due. Yes, our sir. session scripts were due for the first time. Mm-hmm. And a couple other different, like introductions and welcomes and different things. Um, so we are right in the middle of that. We got a lot of, I don't know that feedback is the right word today. More advice. Yeah. And guidance. Um, I was surprised. I don't know about your feedback or anything that you've gotten back, but mine was like, it was like good feedback, like constructive feedback to like add more things into it but it wasn't like it wasn't anything where detrimental where I had to start all over like I feel like we've gotten to a point in national office where we know what's expected of us and we know what we're supposed to do it's just like writing it to be conducive for national convention is like kind of where Mr. Back and Miss Casey and Miss Cindy are trying to help us out so yeah well in writing anything out I mean the first couple drafts are probably gonna be pretty oh yeah Compared oh, yeah. to what you want the end result to be. I know. Um, but yeah, because my, like, my retiring address, not to give anything away with it. Um, because it's going to be bomb. It is. <laughs> I, it's, like, in all honesty, I think it's going to be good. Okay. Um, I, would hope, I would hope so. Yeah. I hope I think I, it's going to be good. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I think it's gonna be terrible. I'll put up a hand of five. Five being the best, <laughs> one being dangy, and like. <laughs> um, but it, like, do you kind of know in your head where you want it to go? Yeah. But then, like, you've got to start somewhere, and mm-hmm. then, like, I always have. I don't know. I feel like when we think about things, like especially like speeches and that kind of stuff, we think about how like. I get, like when we, for me, I don't know if it's the same way for you, but when yeah. I think of what I want other people to get out of it, it kind of, it more starts with like, I don't necessarily know that emotion is the right word, but when they, yeah, I guess like the feeling I want them to have when they leave mm. is kind of where I start. And oh, it's like, that's cool. Because we always think like, okay, I want them to be inspired in some way. And then it's like, okay, what about? And it's like, well, I want to talk about this. Mm. And it's okay, how do I say that? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and then you have to write it out. And then right. And the big thing for me is I write. Well, I don't necessarily know that I write a bunch of stuff out, but I just come up with a bunch of ideas. Um, and some of them end up turning into m- the main points. And then a lot of them are, because a lot of it's like bullet points and sentences and that kind of stuff. And a lot of those end up turning into, and they're all related in some way. Um so, like, if I'm talking about exercise, like, talking about, like, running. So, I'd just have a bunch of bullet points and one would be, like, run a four-minute mile. Hmm. Um, don't run out of breath. <laughs> like, you got to do sit-ups. You have to work out every day. Just, like, a bunch of different right. bullet points. And then some of those would turn into the overall points. Right. Of, like, don't run out of breath. You have to work out every day. And then a lot of the other ones would be, like, a sentence within that. So, you begin to kind of sort the puzzle piece hmm. back out. That's a good way to um, do that. Huh. That's how you wrote your RA? Yeah. Oh. That's how I write most everything. Interesting. Um, which is why nothing in this... I have my... I don't know that my journal would be the right word. I have a notebook sitting in front of me. Yeah. And it's a bunch of incoherent, rambling points of yeah, information. Oh, yeah. It's your uh, timeline. Well, and like that... I forgot what... Oh, uh, that was my schedule in Missouri. I had to write oh, that out. Gotcha. Just because I had... Like, I would Woo! do two or three chapter visits a day. Yeah. And it was hard to keep track of everything in Missouri an email. Missouri was, was a great experience, but a really long haul. <laughs> I enjoyed Missouri. I had a great time. I did too. There. It was uh, really good. We, uh, which we were in different parts of the state. There were three. We Piper was out there too, right? Well, Missouri has like 16 areas. So I was in area four, the okay. whole area. Um, I was in. I think y'all were in area two. I was in two and three. But yeah. then I was in south Missouri too. I was down around Springfield for a couple of days. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I flew into Springfield and then drove up to the the northwest corner so like mm. the nebraska iowa missouri corner how many chapters do you think you visited mm. so i did two a day for a week so that would be 10 13 14 somewhere in that range oh you did oh yeah yeah, yeah. a bunch i did and it would do two hour visits which i hadn't really oh, done oh that's nice i um, did like hour to two hour visits when visited yeah like it was interesting chapters. I, by the end of the week i got to where i enjoyed it but in the beginning, which the first three or four I did, the first couple of days I was out there in South Missouri, mm-hmm. was more, like, we set those up with the chapters. It wasn't, like, the state helped us put that together. So I just did, oh. like, I went to a chapter meeting, and, like, I went to their ice cream social kind of thing, and then I spoke I spoke to an entire school, uh, which was really odd. <laughs> I spoke to How many was in the school? <laughs> 700 or 800. Oh, I, w- yeah. I was expecting 100. <laughs> no. Like, well, when I was in North Missouri, yes. Yeah, North Missouri no. does not play. They've no. got schools for six people. They yeah. do not lose their ground on their schools. They keep yeah. them as long as possible. Um, but I, So those were a little different. And then, but when I went up to, 
North Missouri, I would do a two-hour visit with the school. So mm-hmm. I'd spend the morning there for two hours, or I'd spend the afternoon there for two hours. And they, I was like, well, well, what do you want me to do for two hours? And they said, I don't know. You figure it out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> the life of the national officer. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Here you go. Figure um, it out. But they. Checking to see if the recording is still recording. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, it was interesting to have to sit through. Because, I mean, you have, for the most part, generally speaking, we have an hour-long workshop. Right. Probably a 15 to 20-minute keynote. I would say so. And yeah. then, uh, you, like, you can only stretch questions out for probably five the minutes. The Q&A, yeah. 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 Uh, which still leaves me with 30 extra minutes. I just make stuff. them play that one game. You know, like, Piper, and I'm sure you've done it too. Like, if I run out of a- ideas and I have, like, middle schoolers or freshmen and they're, like, listening to my keynote and, like, they're just sitting there and it's, like, 8 in the morning and, like, they're super tired. I'm like, yo, let's get up out of our seat. Let's go out here in this court and let's play birdie on a perch. You know what that game is, right? No. You get, like, two circles, a middle circle and an outside circle around that circle. So there's two circles. It's like a bullseye almost. And then the people in the middle have a partner on the outside. And the partner on the outside's goal is when the music stops. So they're walking in circles. And when the music stops, the partner in the middle circle has to jump into the arms of the partner on the outer circle. And so they keep doing that. And the last person to jump into their partner's arms is out until we've got, like, two groups left. And their, like, goal is to be the last group standing. So some kids get hurt. Like one kid like fell on <laughs> another kid because <laughs> they mixed up. So like the bigger yeah. kid was in the middle and the lighter kid was on the bottom, <laughs> the outer circle. And they ended up getting to the last two. <laughs> the bigger kid like was walking in the small circle and the music stopped and he just like ran like and like knocked him over like a quarter, like not a quarterback, but uh, a, a defensive lineman, a linebacker whatever football chico state does not have but um <laughs> knocked him over fell over they ended up losing but it was the funniest thing i've ever seen <laughs> i have not heard anybody uh, well mm, no i don't think so if they have gotten hurt they haven't told me about it oh right uh, so yeah we'll just act like it didn't happen yeah not my uh, monkeys not my circus yeah well and see like i would always i don't know that killing time was the right, right word but i always start i just gave them time to talk like the first five minutes mm. that's good uh, I never thought which about i gave that. them things to talk about but but they never talked about them. Right. I just let them talk for five minutes mm-hmm. and then we would get started, which helps a lot just because they just got there and they're probably changing classes. So they have stuff they want to talk about with their friends. Right. So and I there's some people like walking in. It's always awkward when someone walks in your yeah. workshop after like five minutes and you're like, oh, hey, homie, I just went through my first point, but you know, you can walk in and yeah. sit down. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Uh, but it was good. I, I enjoyed Missouri, but it was a, especially North Missouri, it was probably some of the. Yeah, so some of the most rural parts of the rural. world I've ever been in. And not that we don't have small towns where I live, but it was, I think the weird thing to me was it was so open. Yeah. Because uh, you get out in rural South Georgia, you just get in a forest. So it doesn't feel like there's nothing out there. You mm. know what I mean? Because I mean, there's right. trees and wildlife and stuff. Yeah. But you get out there and you're in a massive cornfield for 45 minutes. Um, literally looking at corn. Yeah, literally you feel like nothing. like you're in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just odd. I mean, we you can't see for 15 no. miles in all directions where I live. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, so that was, it was interesting. But it was also oddly futuristic at the same time. In Missouri? Yeah. So what they, do you mean futuristic? They only had Dollar Trees and no, Casey's. No, they, they didn't have any of that where I was at. Which is totally fine. Missouri, you go. This they, Cali girl doesn't know what she's talking about. but They had a lot of like windmills and solar panels and... 
renewable oh, energy. Oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I saw odd. some stuff like that. Because, I mean, the houses would, like, most houses had at least some solar panels. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, you could always see windmills, mm-hmm. uh, which it just doesn't happen where I live. And the, you might see a couple solar panels, but you don't see them on houses. Well, just because they're so open. Like, yeah, that well, totally makes sense. not anything out there right. either. So it makes mm-hmm. sense for them to take care of that themselves. Right. Um, well, like one of the ag teachers, because there's, I mean, there's not hotels out there either, so we stayed no. with the ag teachers a lot. Right. Um, and one of them, they, like, I mean, they had built their house and they put solar panels out there when they moved there, mm. and they had never had a power bill, ever. Really? But yeah. solar panels are just expensive in general, just to like build. But I, I mean, think they're an yeah, investment. It's expen- yeah, it's an investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they said within five years it had paid for itself. That's awesome. Yeah. That so they're really saving really cool. money at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty neat, and it would be nice. Like you just don't have like you take care of that up front and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, that's but interesting. You noticed that because I I did see that, but I didn't like think about it as deep. I think what I really thought about too was I was talking to Gracie and Erica about this at McAllister's the other day, and we were sitting there and the people they we were saying that people in smaller towns like they always they always appreciate what they have and they don't really like want for more because they don't really. Like, it's not that they don't understand that there's more because they obviously go into town for the grocery store. They obviously go to Walmart like an hour away. Like, they obviously know where the mall's at in the biggest city. But, like, they are content. Like, they don't have to have more. Whereas, like, when I lived in California, like, I thought my town was so boring. I'm like, yeah, there's ag here, which is cool. My school is awesome. I get involved with all this stuff. But outside of that, there's really nothing to do. Even though 10 minutes away, I had a Walmart, a Target, five grocery stores, a literally three Starbucks in one parking lot. Like my town was extremely urban and had anything I ever would want, but I still wanted more. So it's a, it's a weird thing that I feel like more rural communities with like less than 600 people, like are, don't really want more. They're like, they're like content with that. Yeah. Which is awesome. People to come in. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's different. Well, they just, they know, they get very comfortable with yeah. the way things are. They yeah. know everybody and everybody knows mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was odd. There was one point, I went out for, I say I went out. I mean, I literally, like, we ventured out away from civilization for probably four or five <laughs> days. Um, like, didn't see, I, we would go to town in the, in one of the cool things in Missouri, in our town signs, like you're entering the city limits of Hayhira. Right. They don't have populations on them in Georgia. But oh, th- really? Yeah, and I don't know oh. why, but over there mm. they did. So this town would be like 100 people or 97 right. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was out in that for probably four or five days, and then we came to a town that was 1,500-ish. That's um, a big deal. That's a and big I town. was like, we have arrived. This place <laughs> has two restaurants, a gas station, and I'm pretty sure that was a hotel before it closed. Like, we are in some stuff right now. And they're about to get a Denny's. Yeah, I was like, there's 15 cars in this town right now. Like, we have arrived. Whoa. It was really odd. Yeah. Because that is still smaller, really, than where I grew up. And right. I was like, this is a huge place. Like, this thing is popping off right now. Right. There's people everywhere. <laughs> this thing is popping off. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it was a really odd. Because it was, on one hand, it was really dumb that I felt that way. Just because I hadn't really yeah. been gone that long. But then I was still like, man, I totally, for a second, I was like, I totally get cowboys, like the Western, like civilization. Mm. Like, I get it. Like, oh, we've come back to town. Like, we've come <laughs> back to town. <laughs> I know. It was just a very odd moment when, when ever, I was in the car. Do you ever feel like when you go to a different state, you feel like you become that, like, that 
person that lives in that state. Does within, that make sense? Yeah, I feel like within three or four days, you kind of get a grasp of how things work in that part of the world. Right, and you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm an, I can do enough to be dangerous, you know? Like, yeah. I know well, and I didn't. I don't say I ever got that way at state conventions, just because we were tended mm-hmm. to be in like a big city, and those people really were and from in the there. same location. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, when you go to like schools and you go out to different smaller towns and stuff, yeah, you very quickly can like, okay, I see why yeah. people live here. Yeah, the uh, communities, each community is so different. Which a couple places I've been. That <laughs> I, like, I, I don't get why you live here. It's an awful place. <laughs> um, but I won't name those off. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> that was only probably three places where I just did not have a good time. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about national office. I think that sometimes uh, folks think that there's, it's always like sunshine and roses. And I think we talked about this the last time we did a podcast. But sometimes, you know, there's, places and things you do that you're like ah man like i wish it could be better yeah well no you know? i mean we just put in 40 hours in the last three days thinking about stuff right i mean that's not fun yeah my brain hurts my brain hurts too <laughs> my brain has gone through exercise like oh, i feel yeah. like i've lost weight in my brain like is that normal <laughs> oh yeah no we definitely have turned some gears over that haven't been turned in a while mm-hmm. yeah. yeah let me tell you something yeah yeah so it's been yeah, it it is interesting that we, because it's a very different thing that I feel like people don't get a lot, mm-hmm. is there's, I mean, I always see it, so, like, growing up, so I was in Boy Scouts and an Eagle Scout, and one of the big things right. about it, um, it's kind of like an FFA, like the motto and the creed and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, the one of the, what is it, it's not the motto, maybe it's this. I don't know. They have different words for it. So there is a motto. The motto is be prepared. But then there's like the oath and the law and stuff, which is basically the creed and the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but it w- in one of them, it talks about being physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. So there's like three Whoa. tiers of being healthy. And one of those is like mentally healthy. Wow. Keeping your brain sharp. Mm. Um, which I feel like people overlook a lot. Oh, 100%. Because it's one thing to be alive and like physically strong. Yeah, like that's... Yeah, it's a more physical thing. Like you could see that. Like, okay, I've got bigger muscles, mm-hmm. but then like mentally sharp. Is how do you like how do you practice that? You know what I mean? Whoa, um, that's deep. Snaps yeah. for you. That is so and deep. And I think that's one thing too, because um, we took the you know the strength finder test and different stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and one Insights of mine is learner. Um, and I love to learn no. different things. Do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's where. I think to an extent that's where some of that came. Comes you are from. very much so a learner. Like con- conspiracy theories, oh, yeah. digging a rabbit hole. Like <laughs> we didn't go to the moon. Knowing random stuff. We didn't go to the moon. No. The earth is flat. The earth is not flat. <laughs> the earth I, have, is I have seen the curve of the earth with my own two Gosh eyes. dang it. Then uh, that's what I was saying before. Y'all were saying that's a story <laughs> for another time. I was saying that the earth was round and y'all were saying the earth was flat. Whatever. It's fine. But yeah, no. And I, a part of that is I'm just. I'm unnecessarily curious. Um, and I think some of that mm-hmm. comes to when I was a little kid. Like, my parents just never, you know, little kids ask why all the time. Oh, all um, the time. My brother asks why. And for all whatever the reason, time. I just never really stopped doing that. Um, like, <laughs> Man, that's so deep. Ah! <laughs> like, I, and I don't ask it in person a lot just because people get <laughs> mad if you start asking why all the time. Yeah. Um, I learned that part, but I never learned to shut up and quit asking that. Never um, do, never stop. But yeah, no, I find myself asking that a lot. Um, and like what we were talking about before 
we realized that we weren't recording anything. <laughs> um, like I just I was thinking about I can't remember how I started that. Oh, I was looking at like I was reading an article on CRISPR gene editing, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a way we have figured out how to make microscopic proteins so we can send into cells which cut the DNA of anything and then can insert new genes of that organism of that cell. So say it's a plant. We can cut that plant's DNA. We can insert new DNA from that same plant, stitch it all back together, and you can't even tell it ever happened. Right. Like it, it's not perfect is a bad word, but it is much better than anything that we've had before. Right. I was like, that is wild. How did we figure that out? Hmm. And then so I started thinking about, I started trying to figure out like how do scientists do this? What does that process actually look like? And so I looked up a bunch of stuff on GMOs and the different ways that we do that, and that made no sense to me at all. Uh, so I started going further back on, like, what, who figured this out? How did we figure this out? When did it happen? And so I started making, at some point I decided I wanted to do a podcast on it because it, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and so I started, like, I made a timeline of how it worked and then started filling in all the gaps and stuff and writing it out. Yeah. And it very quickly got considerably longer than <laughs> I wanted <laughs> it to be. Turned to a uh, novel. Yeah, no, it's probably I was, but it, I feel like by the time I get it written out to a level that I'm comfortable with, it'll probably be close to 100 pages long. Wow. Um That's his mini book. Interesting. Yeah, so and I <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I I'm probably 20 pages in now, so I might as well finish <gasps> it. Your podcast uh, could potentially have like little like memoirs, you know, attached yeah, to Yeah, well that's it, what I wanted to do with it. Um, Cuz you do the you do uh like blog posts too with your podcast, right? Like yeah, tiny yeah, blog I run posts. a blog. Yeah. Um and a lot of my blog posts are just like random weird stories. Yeah, I just uh, same. Like the time I flew yeah. first class and different stuff. <gasps> Flying first class is amazing. I don't necessarily know that it is. It's very odd. Anyway, the chair. Yeah, uh, we'll, get there. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Um, so I started researching that, and I went all the way back to the four. Yeah, the forties. Um, and there was a guy named Oswald Avery, and he figured out all these different things about pneumonia bacteria and how that worked and how they f- he ended up discovering. He called it the transforming principle mm. was what he called it, but that is essentially DNA. Right. Um, he realized by looking at different types of pneumonia bacteria that there was something, had th- something had to be changed over when they reproduced. Like there had to be something that was going from each one to the next. Mm. And so he was able, and in their individual cells, so he's able to, by doing some fancy science stuff that takes a while to explain, he can like bust the cells open and separate all the parts out. And he didn't know what it was, but he could separate out the DNA. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've ever, in like ninth or tenth grade, sometimes in chemistry class, you'll do that thing where you're like, you chew on the side of your lip for a minute and then you spit in that little vial and you put some chemical stuff down in there and you can like shake it around. My school wasn't uh, proficient in agri-science. Well, know. we did it in chemistry class. Oh, um, but you, there's like it's a very simple little process oh. to separate out the DNA from you cells. You side of your lip, like yeah, no. like you get some skin off the side, of the inside of your mouth. Oh, but you can do it with like plants and stuff too. We oh. did it one time with strawberries, so we like separated out strawberries. Oh, we've DNA. done that. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we did that in college. Yep, I yep. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So he essentially figured out that process. Oh, cool. And but they didn't know what it was, and so then. Like, I mapped out all the steps of, like, they figured out, okay, this is what DNA is, this is how it works. So, like, Francis and Crick, they figured out a lot of that stuff. And then they started looking at plasmids, which are free-floating pieces of DNA inside cells, which Mm -hmm. really threw them for a loop for a while. And then they figured out all that stuff, and then they figured out how to 
eventually they got to the point in the kind of in the late 80s early 90s they didn't really come out nothing came to market until 92 uh, but a lot there's kind of three groups of scientists one that worked for Monsanto there was a public research group from America and then there was a research group in Belgium that worked at a university hmm. and they kind of they did it on different stuff one of them I think Monsanto was originally on petunias and trying to change the color of petunias and then uh, one of them the group headed up by Meridel Chilton, she they worked on tobacco plants, which I thought was interesting. Mm. And I'm pretty sure the ones in Belgium worked on tobacco too. Uh, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But they essentially they went in and figured out that there was a there's a virus that would in infect bacteria. Yeah. And then they, they did a lot of this original work research on bacteria. And so they figured out that this virus would come in and basically cut the DNA of the bacteria insert its own DNA, and then reseal everything. Which is wild. Which, so yeah, wild. which blew their yeah. mind when they figured that out. Because um, they thought this was all basically stagnant stuff. They didn't think it changed, really. And so they figured out, this of that virus DNA, they figured out the sequence that makes those cuts and snips and puts everything back together. Mm. And then everything in the middle was the stuff that causes the, that causes the disease. And so they went in and could take that part out and put in whatever DNA they wanted. And then use that little sequence to make genetic modifications on whatever they wanted. Um, so if you, like if you were looking at something, so say one of the first things they did was BT corn, so stuff that's resistant to, and I can't remember what BT stands for off the top of my head. Um, Hell yeah. But anyway, so we'll do this example. So one of the first things they did was trying to change the color of petunias, so a flowering plant. They wanted to change the color of the petals. So say you had one that was blue. So they found the place on the DNA that makes it blue. And then they could go in with that DNA. So the virus sequence of that DNA would make the cut. The other end would make a different cut, and then it would all seal itself back together. So when the cell comes in to reproduce and it reads everything, mm -hmm. it's reading petunia DNA, then it reads the virus DNA, then it reads the new DNA that they inserted, which changed that color, changes the petal color from blue to purple. It reads the virus DNA again, and then it goes back to the regular plant DNA. Which works very well. We do it with all kinds of different stuff in a lot of different ways. Uh, but it really weirded people out in the beginning. Uh, just because it is a weird thing to have three or four or five different pieces of DNA in one organism. Right. Yeah. And rightfully so. In the beginning, we didn't know how any of that worked. Mm -hmm. And they didn't necessarily do a very good job in the beginning of <laughs> like <laughs> of following the rules or making sure people weren't mad at them. Right. Because um, one of the... Yeah, I think the very first time... Yeah, the very first time that... A genetically modified organism was ever applied outside of a laboratory setting. Um, it was a company, and I think it was in Colorado, but they couldn't get approval. It was a, it was actually a bacteria that they thought was going to work to stop a fungus on a plant. I can't remember what it was, but mm. it was a bacteria. But they couldn't get approval to spray it outside. Okay. So they just went on the roof of their building, put some plants out, and sprayed it on top of those plants on the roof of their building. Oh, because they couldn't do it on the land. Yeah, because they hadn't. Well, they hadn't gotten approval for it. Right. So they so just did it on the roof of their building and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> and got in a boat. Well, not really. They didn't really get in all that much trouble. Because they got fined like seventy thousand dollars. Oh which wow! Doesn't seem like a whole lot when you think about the fact that that was the first time that ever happened, and they literally could have like caused an apocalypse and destroyed everything. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had no idea what was going to happen when right. they just threw that stuff out there. It's kind of um, funny that stuff happens all the time. Like we have no idea yeah. what other people are experimenting on. It might well, and then, and like that's a lot of the stuff that made people mad originally, and then a lot of that like 
fear and suspicion and confusion about stuff is just still there right and no one's done a good job of telling that part of the story like yo this is good for us it's causes plants to be disease resistant drought resistant all that good jazz but yeah so it it was interesting to to learn about um, I don't really know what I'm going to do with any of that. but <laughs> Well, you're going to go back to college, and you, you know, you're going to kick butt at, like, you know, asking why. Like, yeah. get digging deeper, critical thinking. Like, those are things that I struggle with <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have, at some point, I figured out, um, I forgot who I was talking with this about. Oh, my uh, my roommate, one of my roommates, his name is Vero Patel. He, uh, we were mm-hmm. talking one time. Um, and I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize until we had this conversation that other people don't do this. Yeah. Um, but I would, every now and then I'll just go to a, co- a college class. Like I'll just look on the Why schedule. Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to see what they were talking about. Why? Um, Wait, what college classes did you Just anything. Um, so I went to a lot of the, cl- the plant science classes I took at UGA were down the road from the art building. Yeah. So I went to a, a art class one time that was about. Uh, like metal sculpting and making jewelry and that kind of stuff. Oh, um, I've been to a journalism class before. <laughs> so it was a lot easier day back because the classes were a lot closer together. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's also kind of easier at UGA because some of the classes are bigger. So like the stadium setting classes, so I can nobody blend knows. In really well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend do that in my one of my classes. He just sat in my philosophy class and he was visiting me from like a different city, like down south. And he sat in and the professor literally walked up to him in a class of 300 people. Him of all people who are not in the class walked up to him and said, young man, would you like to answer this question? And he's like, nah, bro, I'm not in this class. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I usually... I don't know him. <laughs> every now and then, if it's a smaller class, I'll ask the professor beforehand. Because right. I don't want, if there's just enough, like if there's not an extra seat, I don't want to take somebody's seat. Right. Um... But yeah, no, I didn't realize that <laughs> everyone else in the world doesn't do that. No. Um, mm-hmm. But I got that idea from the Steve Jobs autobiography. He used oh. to do that in col- when he was at college. He never graduated. Right, um, he never did. But no. he, one of the things, he went to design classes and then he went to a topography class that he said was like the biggest, he said that one thing made it like one of the biggest differences in their computers because they were the first people to integrate different typefaces on computers because mm. before everything was i think it was times new roman or something i can't remember what mm-hmm. it was but apple computers were the first ones to have different typefaces really microsoft um, wasn't mm-mm. oh interesting which was yeah which is interesting because mm-hmm. everything's you know microsoft word and that kind of stuff yeah so many different fonts mm. and ways to type and yeah yeah uh, but then like design especially the topography class they talked about the design of letters and different things he does a really good job in his book of explaining why it's all so significant uh, but I just, I don't know. I thought that was a cool idea. And then that so is cool. <laughs> I'll have to read that. Every now and then. it's a He's a very odd human. The book is very you odd. You have to be to um, develop such a huge company. You really have to be odd. He's also a big jerk when he ran that company. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Good to know. Well, I don't know what um, I'd use it for, but. It was just a very, which, and it was the same way with Microsoft, just at the time. It was such a new industry. It was very, very cutthroat hmm. as to, because when you think about a lot of the stuff on computers now, it's the same either way but when they made up all that stuff like the different typefaces mm-hmm. it was very much of like we have this the other company doesn't have it let's you know like keep it a secret and mm. which is that a jerk thing to do or is that well, just, just like the way he ran that company oh okay i don't know that i could do justice explaining it uh, but he essentially would like 
pit teams against each other. So he would have a team working on two teams working on the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then he would also like yell at people and like berate them. And oh my god! One time he, and I don't necessarily know that this is a true story, but this is like this is a story that you hear a lot when people talk about it. Uh, the first physical model of the iPod that he got, right? He wanted it smaller. And they were like, oh, well, we don't really necessarily know that we can take out more space. Like, in terms of, like, the hardware and stuff on the inside, like, we just don't have any room. Right. So we threw it in a cup of water and watched the air bubbles come out. And then he said, yeah, there's space in here for you to take stuff out. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Which, and I don't know if that's true, but, like, that's the kind of style company that he ran. Like, it was just ruthlessly honest, which worked. I mean, mm-hmm. they made a good company. but He's very successful. Didn't make a lot of friends along the way. That's why they kicked him out at one point. Because oh, they didn't like him. Really? I don't know. Kick, kicked him out. It's not the right word. But yeah, he left the company for a while mm. and went and worked at Pixar and then came back. <sighs> That's, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. That is interesting. To say the least. Um, I I've read a lot of books. Yeah. On different stuff. I need to start reading more. And doing yeah, I enjoy stuff. reading. Yeah. I always start a book and then I never finish it. I just don't have the patience. Yeah, really well, don't. and like one thing too is don't, like I've never tried to force myself to finish a book that I didn't want to read. Yeah. Because then you just get tired of reading. Yeah. You just have to find stuff that you're interested in. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I, and I haven't finished it yet, but I've been reading a book on astrophysics for like six months. Um, Well, it's different for you (laughs) because you literally are just interested in anything. Like you want to learn everything and anything. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm just like, I don't even know. You just got to find stuff you're interested in. Right. I know. Like I, well, I really like lately when we went to North Carolina, like I like, got these cookbooks and like when we were in North Carolina doing um the, our retreat I was like oh my gosh like these are actually really interesting like there's really cool cakes and like little like drinks you can do for the holidays and all that good stuff I'm like man so I really liked highlighting and looking at that but I don't necessarily think reading cookbooks is like reading reading but I really like no, looking at is. them you can learn I, a lot from food yeah just I the know. different like the cultural foods people eat in different spots so you can learn a lot about right that part of the world just based off what they eat that's so true. Amen. Yeah. Because a lot of the, I mean, a lot of places you go, the traditional cultural foods is really just, eh, to say it in a not so polite way. I mean, that's really what the poor people ate growing up because mm-hmm. that's what they could afford. And they f- eventually figured out how to cook it well and make it taste good. Yeah. Um, and so I that's like, that's what people remember. So when they like grew up and got some money and could go off and do different things and then they all get together we had that conversation yeah in dc we talked about like you know the pig was not like the best like yeah meat that you could have back in the day and so all the poor people like in our country like kind of just ate that and made like what they call it um, the hit like the pork rinds, and stuff. pork rinds cracklins, yeah yeah cracklins yeah i was gonna say chicharrones but that's how the um that's how uh, Hispanic people had, would say it. Oh, so, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we have got a lot of, well, I say we've got a lot. There's a significant amount of migrant work that comes through where I live. Yeah, and It's very too. interesting mm-hmm. like how similar they are to all, like the Southern culture. Because like, you would think that we would be very, very different. Uh, but especially in terms of like the food that we eat and stuff. Yeah. It's a lot more similar. Because especially hang, like working with them and hanging out with them, mm-hmm. it's a lot more similar than what people would think it's just it's still very i mean we don't speak the same language in our the hispanic are you talking about the hispanic culture yeah yeah i would say so similar to southern culture than i thought it would i would say so very savory very like not salty but just like 
you know, just like that savory feel. Yeah, is just like a lot of thick, heavy. Very food. heavy. Yeah. Like you want to sit down for a little bit heavy. Like Christmas every year with my, my grandma would come in with like uh, the five layered bean dip that like we had at retreat and like my mom would make enchiladas and like we would make tamales and like on the dinner dining table and we would sit there and we'd make them all day and then at night we'd eat this huge dinner and like literally just pass out right after like there really is no like in california we don't have that type of culture of food at all like i don't know if we even have a culture of food but like i would say if i was if i were to pick any state or any group of people that would be similar to the hispanic diet it would probably be the south yeah just because y'all love your food yeah. cracklins fried pork chops like diabetes on a plate yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> obesity is part of the culture for sure oh 100 <laughs> percent. that has been on for me too uh like you'll go places and it's like hey what should i eat while i'm here like do y'all have anything but they don't really know and they're like they're no used we to don't it. yeah we just eat <laughs> we just eat random food yeah and then you find then, out like actually they have really cool stuff that you didn't know well about. like no not really like you go some places and they just eat like they don't have specific food that they eat mm. but you like where i live we eat different so you think of southern food southern food is different like north georgia their grits are different than they are in south georgia right grits like, are a southern mm-hmm. thing yeah. but where i live you eat cheese grits so like Love butter salt yeah pepper mm-hmm. and cheese cheddar mm-hmm. cheese in your grits mm-hmm. and then you go to north georgia and it's pretty much just plain grits or you'll get some people who put gravy on their grits interesting yeah which is still good but it's different yeah i don't like gravy and grits because it it's like it makes it too soupy yeah in my opinion yeah but then you uh, like you get chocolate gravy that's a big thing in tennessee chocolate gravy is also big in arkansas they were talking to me about yeah that kind of like tennessee arkansas that kind of like central south-ish part of the world Yeah. yeah they also like biscuits and gravy a lot too biscuits and gravy biscuits and chocolate gravy um but what else do they eat with that? One, I don't uh, uh, I, man, I can't remember who told me this, who I had this conversation with. But uh, an interesting conversation I had with somebody. We were talking about um, out. So we're Bryce somewhere out around where Bryce lives. They eat a lot of grits. Hmm. And I was like, that's weird. That where they Bryce eat. lives? Yeah, like out in New Mexico and Arizona, that part of the world. Oh, I would believe that. And I was like, that's weird that they eat. Because you think about that's a southeast thing. Right. And then I was saying I was telling somebody about that, and they were like, "Well, as people left and moved west, they mm-hmm. didn't go like they didn't go from the southeast to the northwest. You know what I mean? They just went to the southwest. They just moved over. They didn't go up and down too. They just went from east to west. Right? Yeah. And so a lot of the food, if you look at it, and once they said that, and I've started to look, it all kind of moved over too, like that, because mm. you think Tennessee and Arkansas are next to each other." Yeah, and they so are. at some point that just shifted over a little bit as the people moved. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. which is a interesting. I don't know how we figured that out. Mm. Um, but t- chocolate gravy is odd. Chocolate gravy is odd. I feel it's like a it lot like for first thing in the morning. It is. It is. It's uh, and it's good. I mean, it's like for nobody for somebody who's never had it. It's um, it's kind of like a warm chocolate pudding. Yeah, I don't. Really but not like in that. a gross way. You see, I don't think California, I think the reason why California, like Oregon, Washington, I might be wrong. I'm, I don't want to speak for the whole West Coast, but I think the reason why we don't have stuff like that and like we don't have a specific thing that we eat. Like I don't classify Dutch bros and In-N-Out Burger being the, the thing that makes us our food, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why we don't have that stuff is because we're such a new state. Yeah, you, you haven't know? been there long enough we to haven't. that out. Yeah. No, so like y'all have had time to ferment and like 
grow in your traditions and then <laughs> yeah they we've... ferment some stuff where I live. <laughs> <laughs> they ferment stuff where i'm from too <laughs> but um yeah i think we just haven't been around long enough yeah to... no and that's the interesting thing especially like in that became much more apparent when we went to japan too yeah because they would be like yeah this building's been here 700 years like oh okay <laughs> just like it was a normal thing yeah some of our but houses then... have burned around for like three months yeah. So. But then when you go up in like Connecticut, they'll have houses that are 200 years old. Yeah, one of the actors that I met in um, at one of the schools at Middletown High School, he had a, a house that was almost 100 years old. Yeah, and like, that's just a, that's yeah. a normal thing up mm-hmm. there to have a house that's 60 or 70 years old. Right. Yeah. But where I live, I mean, you can find stuff that's 50 and 60 years old. Um, oh, I'm sure easily. But where I live is not as new, and a lot of stuff in the South got destroyed at one point. Um, so a lot of our buildings aren't the same. Like if you find an old building in the South like that, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of rare. Not necessarily rare, but like Savannah. So Savannah is one of the oldest towns around. And it, in like Sherman's March to the Sea in the Civil War, he stopped at Savannah and didn't destroy any of it because it was such a like old cultural significance thing. That's beautiful. And oh yeah, and he talks about it in some of his stuff. Like he felt like if they destroyed it, the, the South would never get over it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we didn't we didn't drop a nuclear bomb on Kyoto in Japan because it's such an old place. We didn't want to like completely ruin that relationship. Right. Um, and so Savannah's got buildings that are a couple hundred years old in some spots, and then the city itself is still fairly original. Like the way it's laid out is mm-hmm. still very original. Yeah. Um, and okay. it's laid out in a very odd way. Um, so it's laid out in squares, separate squares that connect each other. Mm. Because it was Georgia was originally a military colony, um, so they wanted to protect. It's interesting how many things in the world revolve around tobacco, even though we have such bad opinions of it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so North Carolina, and South Carolina are tobacco country. I mean, that's just where we found it. That's where it's still grown a lot today. And we were concerned at the time about the Spanish coming up out of Florida and cutting off a lot of those supplies, because that's how those colonies made a lot of money was shipping tobacco back to the New World. So they put Savannah there and built a military colony and Fort King George and a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just as a buffer strip. Mm-hmm. So the city of Savannah was laid out in a very militaristic way in a bunch of separate squares. Mm-hmm. That way they could defend each square at a time. Hmm. Uh, which it never got attacked, but that was just the way it was built. So or it's really cool case. now, yeah. Yeah, that's um, really, really cool. Because each little square has a center to it. So it's like you think of a town square. Well, Savannah's probably 12 town squares put together. But it's one town. But it's one big town, yeah. Mm. And then each one's different. Like, they've got a little statue and different stuff. So there's oh, just a lot cool. of... Yeah, it's a I've very, very been. cool town. Yeah, I'll Savannah's pretty back. neat. That's awesome. It's um, it's uh, it's an interesting place. I would uh, say so. <laughs> it's kind of like Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's some interesting people who little, live there. A little granola. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little crunchy. My kind of people. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a very cool place. Yeah. Uh, it's just an interesting <laughs> part of the world. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but I, I like Savannah. Savannah's a cool town. Yeah. I appreciate your ability to, like, ask. Or just, like, just you know a lot about a lot. And, like, there's some things like I wish in college or in high school, like I wish I would have known and like understood and like valued more. Like, so that way I didn't just jump to conclusions or like kind of make assumptions about people or like, you know, I don't know, just jump into things, not knowing things fully. Like for example, when I was in Connecticut, I was teaching one of my last chapter visit workshops like of the whole year. And there was this kid, like, I swear I was not that boring, but he was falling asleep 
right in front of me and no one said anything but all the kids other kids are listening but he was falling asleep and so at the end of the workshop he comes up to me he's like that was awesome like I'm so glad I was here for that like thank you so much for like doing this workshop and I'm like bro you were asleep for like half of it like what do you mean so I got angry and I went up to Mrs. Thompson and I'm like hey like I don't know what's wrong with this kid like why was he like that and Miss Russell the other act teacher was like well he has actually has like a narcolepsy like he can literally cannot like stay awake in class i'm like oh well now i feel bad because i'm like yeah. i was judging this kid but he really just can't like stay up so it's just funny that you you know you just I, it just reminds me of like i gotta quit like just jumping to conclusions like i have to like if i want to know about something like i need to ask why like why is this the way it is and if it is that he thinks i'm boring sure like i'm boring cool like that's whatever but maybe it's something else. So that's why I learned a lot about students this year, I think. Like yeah, well, you, you never know where people are coming from either. Like I exactly. was, <laughs> and part of it was I was always that kid in high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I was always a kid that was asleep or like not paying attention or yeah. a really difficult kid to get to. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I feel like I understand that mindset and mentality a lot better. Yeah. Um, which helps. I mean, like I, I feel like I get to reach those kids in a way that a lot of people can't. Right. Um, that's just because cool. I kind of connect to the the rough and rowdy crowd a little better than most people do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a little harder for me. <laughs> a little harder for me to get there. Um, but some part of that is I, like one of the things, I don't necessarily know where I got this. I'd have to think about it for a while. Uh, but one of the big things of like when I immediately have a very strong opinion about something, mm -hmm. I it's it goes back to that I question things a lot. And, uh, you so do. I, like, you do. Why do I feel this way? Like immediately, like, no, that's a bad idea. It's like, why do I think this is a bad idea? Hmm. And then a lot of times it's like, well, because I don't get it. Like, I don't yeah, I can see that because yeah. when we when we plan things or when we like, for example, today when we were talking about, I think we we're talking about Bryce's plaque for his retiring address, and you had said something about one of the lines in the plaque, and you were like, I think it was about something we won't say because it's a surprise, but yeah. you were just like, well, why? And we were like, well, because of this. And you're like, well, I just don't, I, I don't, why, like, just doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I get that. I think a couple times during this year, you've been, you've said stuff like that. Yeah. Now, now that makes sense. Well, I find that helpful too, because if you can, like, if you can ask why, and then someone, and it doesn't matter what it is, like, if you have an opinion and they think something else, and you ask them why, and they can explain it to you, mm -hmm. one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense, or you're not going to agree with it. Right. And at that point, like, and either one of those is fine at that point. Mm -hmm. But if you don't ever ask why, you're just like, no, you're wrong, and get mad and yell and just start. Like, if you don't ever make it about the thing, people start making it about, like, no, you were wrong. Mm, it's not yeah. this is wrong. Right. And, and so it makes that, it personal. Yeah. Yeah. And it I makes agree. it personal. And yeah. that makes a lot of people mad. But then if you just stop and, like, okay, why? And then you can get to the answer a lot clearer. Mm. So I, I find myself doing that a lot. And there's a lot. I mean, there's still a lot of stuff that like I don't get, like I don't understand. Uh, so one of the things is, and it comes back to this too. I want to at some point, I want to, I want to get like a hardcore organic vegan, like, like straight up all the way person. I love and have that. them on here because I, I don't, that. and like I get. So I get being a vegetarian. Like I know a couple guys who, like they say they just feel better when they don't eat meat. Mm. which I get and yeah. I get if you grew up in a city and you've never seen a cow before and you don't like the idea of killing that cow to eat it I get that too but there's especially when it comes to veganism there's just a lot of stuff that I don't get mm. like I d the whole 
I, I, just, I don't want to get into it yet. I want to sit down and talk to that person. But oh, there's yeah. just a lot of stuff that I don't sure. get about it. Um, and it's not that I necessarily think they're wrong. Well, originally, like, if well, someone's talking about... it depends on their about, intention. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, yeah, there's a lot of vegans that are kind of annoying, but... Right, um, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. initially, like, when I first learned about veganism, it's like, wow, these people are dumb. And then it was, like, I don't... Like, what makes them dumb? It's like, well... Mm-hmm. Like they think things differently than I think, and it's like, okay, why? Like I don't know. Because they don't, they don't know anything about. Like well, you said, and I don't, it, like I they don't necessarily know. know. I don't think that they're uninformed. I just they think things differently than the way I think, mm-hmm. and so oh, and I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so I want to have them on, and then I want to have uh, them like they're a separate. Group I know. <laughs> Those, <laughs> Those people. people. <laughs> um, and then I want to have, and this is more of a more of a sciencey kind of thing but the uh, like memphis meats and the companies that are making mm, artificial meat yeah um mm. i want to get one of th- i want to sit down and talk to somebody that works for one of those companies i'm sure you totally could yeah. um a pr- I, I don't want to say that yet there's a couple companies that are based out of america that i feel like i might could get somebody to talk to me <laughs> i don't know if they would come on the podcast but i could at least talk to them you can go to them i'm sure you could yeah yeah um yeah, we'll see. I've got some ideas. I haven't tried anything yet. Like, I haven't reached out to anybody. Uh, so I don't really know what will happen. Uh, but they're saying there's some of that stuff supposed to come to market. Bef- well, I say that. I've heard well, a couple times that some of that's supposed to come to market before the end of 2018. But they're very rapidly approaching the end of the year. Mm. And I haven't heard any more about that. But well, we're very, very close to that stuff being on the market. It's interesting. I mean, I've seen meat-free chicken before like i've well, seen yeah and there's vegetarian it, stuff oh yeah this is this is meat like that meat they, yeah this is tissue that they've made. grown in a lab yeah yeah it's animal cells that they grew in a lab i would just have to try it like i'm not opposed See, i, I understand the intention but yeah but <laughs> but if you think about it like that's kind of how people with that have the thoughts of genetically modified food yeah. feel you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, well, i don't know I talk to them. like i don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't really get it and yeah. i think the, the big question i have too is they in it uh, well, some of it comes back to like soy milk versus regular milk they want to call it meat and i don't necessarily know that i consider right. that meat yeah, I would consider that tissue in animal cells. Oh, don't call it tissue. I don't want to eat tissue. Well, and that's yeah. just the, and I get the to an extent it's a like I'll eat thing, it, but I won't eat tissue. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I want to call that meat, but they do. Yeah. Um, well, it just goes back. Yeah. So yeah, so I just have a lot of questions for those people. It just um, goes back to the whole thing. Like you don't know how vegans feel. You don't know how the uh, Memphis meats feel. Yeah. Like or like what they know, but it's just like okay, th- they don't know what they don't know until they know it. Like you've got to tell them as a consumer, like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with you calling it like meat. Like, call it something different. Like, I don't know if they know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's cool, like, to sit down and talk with them about it, so you could figure out, okay, what do I not know? What do you not know? Like, build the dialogue type of deal. Yeah, no, that's why I want to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any vegans. I mean, I do. Well, no, actually, I, don't I know think a I lot do. of vegans. <laughs> we can we can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to find. I some. mean, there's. I think a lot of I veganism. I can find someone when I get back to college. Oh, for, for sure. sure. But I don't know any. Just right because now. college can be predominantly liberal, regardless of where you're at. College. Well, there's just a lot of people who feel like they need to have strong opinions in college. Yeah. Yeah, that's that too. That too, I would agree. Yeah, regardless college of what is a very side. Interesting place. College Having is. been to college and then left for a year, 
and then looking at going back now. It's a very odd part. Yeah. I've only been in college for a year and a half, so I don't even feel like I'm a real college student. I feel like yeah. I've like took like a little like, you know, free trip to college for a little yeah. bit and then came back. Well, and I've so. never, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I've never been a regular college student. Right. Because my freshman year, I was a state officer. And then the fall mm. of my sophomore year, I ran for national office. Which takes a lot of work. And which, a lot is of pretty much and yeah, which is pretty much yeah. continuing to be a state officer. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, spring of my sophomore year, I was a regular college student. I didn't have a job. I went to class. I grew a beard out. Like, I was just a normal person. <laughs> went to parties, did whatever I wanted. Yeah. Um, and so I, and then I ran for national office again, and then I got elected and left. And I changed schools. Right. Uh, so yeah. I feel like I've only really done one semester of college. Yeah, one semester. Uh, of, of like normal people college. Yeah. Uh, I mean, of like that, I don't societal norm college. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. like high school college, tells yeah. you to go to four year. Yeah. Well, and even mm-hmm. then that wasn't, that was at a junior college. It mm-hmm. was at an agriculture junior college, which is not, there's <laughs> <laughs> some very interesting people I went to school with. Um, and then when I get back, I hopefully I will be on the livestock judging team, which would be essentially a college athlete. Yeah. Um, and that would be two semesters. So I'm really looking at like two semesters of <laughs> regular people college. Oh, you want to do livestock? That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's the plan. I, like I'm not on the team yet. Right. Um, it, it takes a while to get on livestock Yeah, well, team. and it starts in the spring. So like it's just it hasn't formed yet right. for this year. Right. Um, but I w- hopefully I will be a collegiate athlete. So oh, <laughs> collegiate <laughs> athlete. I have, I have a year. You have <laughs> one year of eligibility for your school. What are you going to go do? Run on that track? No, I'm going to go stare at on the treadmill? Steering cows. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. It'll keep me on the road. I'll get to travel a lot and doing that kind of stuff, which yeah. is good. That's one thing me and Gracie talked about the other day. Like, if after national office, like we're just gonna hunger to continue to travel. Yeah, I one hundred percent. Which and I've always, I mean, I camped and went places and done stuff. But in our um, own, but like it's state. not the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not, well, and I live close enough to Florida, like I can get to Florida fairly easily. Right, right. Uh, but it's yeah, the same part of the world. Yeah, really. I want to get on a plane or drive a car or like go across the country. I'm gonna miss flying, in all honesty. Oh, I'm gonna save my first class because literally all you have to do is fly once a year to keep your first class, right? Or no? I don't know. It depends on the airline and the. I don't know. <gasps> what about American? I don't know. Oh no! I don't know enough about it. Um. Um. I'm gold status Darn. with a hotel chain now. I know. You said that. Which that is, I remember. Yeah, what I get free it? breakfast. <laughs> I get free breakfast. <laughs> free breakfast and a bottle of water when I check no. in. <laughs> the water is honestly really nice, though. I thought that was really lame when they're like, oh, yeah, you get free bottle of water for silver status. But when That's you go, handy. oh, yeah, especially yeah. that $6 bottle of water in your room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get a free one. Yeah, it's it's honestly nice. Oh, man, I've been talking to students all day. I'm parched. Oh, yeah. I have that $6 bottle of water yeah. in my hotel room right now. Yeah. I got Fiji water one time for Ooh, free. Fiji. Which I didn't really. It's just water. Yeah. Same I don't with get Voss speci- water. Yeah. Like the glass I don't water. get specialty water. It's yeah. all the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my family got water on sale at Ross once. <laughs> water on sale. Yeah. It was Voss water and it was like three packs of six. So we had like 18 packs of Voss water <laughs> and it was $1.99 instead of like $5.99 and it was amazing. We I felt so bougie going to school with little Voss water things like yes yes (laughs) yeah i just don't get specialty and i get that it has extra minerals and stuff in it some do but i don't know fiji Fiji water tasted like well water from where i live in all honesty Mm -hmm. Uh, which was good where i live honestly has the best water of anywhere i've ever been yeah yeah um 
just because we get it from an aquifer, so it's fresh. Like it's filtered as it goes down into the oh. soil, and well, then you pull it back up, so yeah. it's like nice, fresh, clean water. Oh, and then cool. like the, the water in Indianapolis is awful. Explain to me water. What's that? How do you spell water? it? What? Yeah. <laughs> what does water look like? Well, it's H two O. Okay. It's two hydrogen molecules mm. and an oxygen molecule oh amazing because we don't have water where i'm from so it's no. like <laughs> well, you do you steal it all from arizona exactly where are you getting that information from we don't steal it from arizona if anything you do steal realize it from colorado. colorado you do realize the colorado river does not run into the ocean anymore right we've pulled so much water out of that river that it runs dry then but where are you getting the arizona part because arizona doesn't have any water either oh, south so california steals la steals all of arizona's water it never Le- makes it past la you want to learn something let me let me teach you it about comes from north carolina let I'm, me er, teach north you carolina. north carolina <laughs> all the way from the east so this is how water works in california colorado comes in the river okay so that's that we get that from from there but also up north we get a lot of water from like whether it's mountain snow runoff or whether it's from other lakes and things like that it travels down and goes into this thing called the delta i lived on the delta in lodi which is the central part of california so it comes from the top goes from the delta that's like this pipeline man-made lake basically and it goes down the delta where a lot of agriland is goes down goes down and then it moves into like different reservoirs near the la area and then that there's pipes that go above the grapevine which is like a mountain range in la that blocks off la from the rest of the valley where i'm from the rest of the world and then the pipeline goes above and goes into la so a lot of the water that la gets is from up north not really yeah i was talking to um it was at the state officer summit so it was right around the time when that Mm. So they had proposed that bill to split California into three states, oh, which didn't end up going did through. Did you talk to one of the state officers about yeah, it? Yeah, and I can't yeah. remember who it was. Was um, it one of the boys or one of the girls? Yeah, it was one of the boys, mm. and he was from North California. Oh, he's Orin. Um, Orin Jones. I, I don't know. To he's be a short one. Yeah, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. probably so. Yeah. Um, well, not yeah, that that's a bad thing. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I was just like, what do you think about that? Because I, like, he lives in California. I assumed he had some kind of an opinion. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he explained kind of that same thing. And it was, I think, the day or so before that, the court had struck it down and said, no, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I remember it was around that um, time. Yeah. They got really he, far, though. I didn't expect yeah, that. Yeah, it got a lot farther than mm-hmm. I figured it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was explaining, like, one of the big issues with it is, say you split everything up into three states. Right. Well, moving all of that water down to L.A. might not happen anymore because North California is where a lot of the ag com- country is. And when they get mad about all those farmers using all that water. Well, now they can say, all right, fine, we're going to turn this pipe off and not send it back down to you. Right, because you're not a part of our state, yeah. Or, yeah, or they're going to jack the price up on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, L.A. is in a desert, which is a really dumb place to have a city. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why it's there. (laughs) It's kind of like Phoenix. I don't really get why people (laughs) think that's a good idea. That's Uh, something to research. I wonder why cities started down in there in L.A. That's a good thing to research. uh, I'm sure there's a reason. I read that at one point. I'm sure the land was pretty cheap down there to start something. You know? I think at one point, L.A. was a, like a trading post kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. We need somebody on a computer to Google search stuff for us (laughs) as we talk. (laughs) Um, Real podcasts have those, but (laughs) we don't have one. We haven't gotten that far yet. You will. Um, At one point. Yeah, I want to start, I want to start live streaming stuff. Oh, you should. When I get back to school. Like live streaming Um, conversations and stuff? Like yeah, the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'll probably start putting it on, like live streaming on YouTube is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably stream it on Twitch too. 
just because a lot of people use that now. Um, and that's like a newer up-and-coming streaming platform. Oh, it's a streaming platform? Yeah, so it started off... Um, so people, you know all those video... Like, you can watch all these clips of video games online now. Oh, yeah. So people will play... And you talk about, like, Ninja, those professional Fortnite players and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they do a lot of that. So Twitch is a... It's kind of like YouTube in a sense. Hmm. Where people have channels. So I would set up a channel. And then I would have a webcam. And I would, it started off, they were streaming other people playing games. Mm-hmm. Um... So, like, if you were really good at Call of Duty or Twitch or, or Twitch, if you're Fortnite, whatever, Mario Kart, whatever you wanted, yeah. you would say, hey, this is what I'm playing. You'd have, you took your computer up in a way that it would show the screen, and then you'd have a webcam facing you. Right. So people could see both of those at one time. Yeah, my brother does that stuff. He Well, he doesn't do it. He watches. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's gotten a lot more popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the ways, especially in the beginning, one of the ways that it, because like, YouTube, I mean, is pretty established at this point, but it takes oh, a lot of 100%. money to run a giant server like that. Right. Uh, so one of the ways they started off and a, how a lot of those guys make money is they can have paid channels. So, like, if you're really, really good, you can say, hey, if you'll pay me a dollar, you can watch this for today or however long you want. Like, you can kind of set it up like a payment system, hmm. um, which works pretty well because you can charge, like, I don't know, 50 cents an hour and people can watch you play video games. Right. Which covers the cost of running the website and everything and so the players make a little bit of money too and it like works very well it's a good system it works it's grown a lot Uh, but a lot of those bigger guys now that it's kind of taken off they can make like fifty sixty thousand dollars a day on those websites because sixty thousand yeah well i mean you think you have like fifty thousand people streaming you at one time are you talking about the whole like twitch like no 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 like one person one person. Yeah, oh. so like Ninja, his name, that's what he, that's like his profile name or whatever, mm-hmm. is the, he's like the best Fortnite player in the world at right. the moment. And he, he'll make like, I want to say he, no, this number seems really high, but I want to say he was making like $800,000 a day at one I point. I would believe it. I would, those you YouTubers think, make a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, well you think yeah. like, okay, everybody pays $1 to like sign in, log in, look at me play. Well, if you have 800,000 people watching you play... That's very doable on the internet. Like, that happens a lot. I mean, you think about the number of YouTube videos that have a million views. That's stupid Yeah, and if everybody's, oh, yeah, making $800,000 a day? Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's more than the president makes a year two times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that's insane. Um, So I want to start doing it on that, but then, like, once you have all that stuff recorded, you can, like, you can break out little clips and stuff and share those and different things. Mm. Um, So I want to start doing that, too, just because that, like, it's a lot easier to generate awareness at this point right when you have like the video clips that you can share of like hey this really cool thing happened in this mm-hmm. episode and so people will see that and then they'll like oh that's interesting let me go find the rest of them oh cool uh, so i want to start doing that but that you can't i mean you could but it's hard to do that on the road right um, like this is pretty much the bare minimum setup that i have right now but it's a good it's a good platform it's a good start oh like, yeah no you gotta yeah. start somewhere for sure and then after national office which is you have like more time to really think about like yeah well and i'll be in athens too which is you know it's an hour and a half from atlanta it's Mm -hmm. a college town so there's you know a lot of professors and different stuff a lot of people come in and out of athens all the time yeah um and so it's not too far like if somebody's in atlanta that i want to go talk to or like comes into atlanta for something true can do that um i'll probably i want to start doing a lot more college football stuff when i get done oh that'd be cool Uh, yeah which would be fun and then uh, i've got some different ideas just like doing so there's a lot of like, different things to do in Athens. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the big things in Athens is 
there's like 80 something bars in the downtown area. Hmm. Um, and it's not like, I mean, yeah, it's a bar, like they sell alcohol, but that's just like kind of where you go to hang out. Right. Um, so I'm throwing around the idea of doing some kind of like bar review or something. I don't know. Something to do with that. Yeah. Like Like a nightlife kind of thing. Well, with the environment and like the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, I don't know. Still throwing that idea around. We're sorting it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have a lot of potential to do kind of whatever I want. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be fun. I saved a lot of the good people from back home until after the year. <laughs> well, just because like I'm on the road, so right, like, so I can do all these people at this time. Yeah, you want to do qualities? Again. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Would you still like have the same theme with your podcast, or like no? Would you? I mean, the theme it? right now is me talking to whoever I want. Yeah. Or right just like people I find interesting. Yeah. In topics that I find interesting is really. Aww. So I'm one of them. Oh, sure. uh, <laughs> but that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much the theme. It's just like, and it, I don't necessarily know that it started off this way, but it just kind of turned into me using this as an excuse to talk to the people I want to talk to. Um, I love it. Like Sunny Purdue. Like, cool. So cool. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, a fun episode. So that cool. was yeah. wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we're rapidly approaching the end of our battery life here. Um, Sorry. So I, yeah, no, but that was a really, Really cool episode. Uh, enjoyed that one for sure. It was wild. And I could spend a lot of time with him before and after that, too. Just kind of talking to him. Just so, uh, so cool. Yeah. Oh, Not yeah. Just you. wild to get, to, like, he right. was headed to Argentina, like, the next day. Right. Um, Which is so. Yeah, just, you know, casual like, stuff. Oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just going to head over to this state the next day, whatever. It's one of those but things where you, like, pinch yourself a little bit and it's like why <laughs> who thought this was a good idea why am you? i you <laughs> and like i remember you making it in the beginning of the year and being like yeah i think i'm gonna make a podcast I'm like oh, okay cool you gonna make a podcast but i never thought i would get to this big and i never thought it'd be this thing yeah no you know? it's grown like, it's grown about cool. 200 viewers 200 unique viewers a month since i started it which is awesome um, yeah yeah which is like fairly consistent growth which yeah. is good mm-hmm. um in a lot of the that is the numbers on downloads and stuff is interesting because mm. um, the i mean the more content i put out the more clicks i'm gonna get basically right um people are gonna but check the it big out. thing is like individual viewers is the thing that you really want mm-hmm. um, and then as you put more content out obviously you're gonna get more clicks just because there's more stuff for them to look at mm-hmm. or listen to i guess not look at but right um so yeah we're, we're doing fairly well um i wanted to hit 2000 by the end of the year um and we're at like Roughly speaking, 1,700 okay. unique viewers a month. Oh, you can definitely get that um, done. Yeah, we'll see. I've yeah. got a, I've got some ideas and some stuff, but yeah, I will definitely have to make like a big push for the end of the year. Yeah. National Convention, will, will, I think you could do some really cool stuff there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be yeah. good. I, I want to try to do something with the Blue Room, but we'll see. <gasps> um, what? And then, like, I want to try to have, I want to have Miss Molly Ball on. I've talked to her about it a little mm-hmm. bit. We haven't set a date or anything. And then there's a couple of people I want to have on again, just from FFA and some different people I haven't had on yet. I want to have somebody, which she heads the foundation. Um, or no, she doesn't anymore. Her job title just changed. But anyway, I just I want to have her on for her. But then I want to have somebody representing the foundation come on and talk just about what that looks right. like. Todd. Have you had Todd do it? Oh, uh, Todd Greenwood. Yeah, Todd yeah, would be, be a really good. good. One. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to reach out to him. Yeah, he's a good um, he's a good talker too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, but guy. I've got some ideas on different people I want to have on and different things I want to do. So mm-hmm. uh, we're headed there. But I enjoy doing it. Like, I, I really just do it for fun at this point. I don't really care if anybody listens. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, it's just a fun little 
side quest of life that I get to do. It's just a fun time. But, all right, yeah, we've probably better, like, which we don't start until 9 tomorrow, don't we? Yeah, and it's 11. I plan on going to bed at 11, so this is perfect. (laughs) It is 10.58. It's perfect. All right, well, thanks for sitting down with us. Good. It's been a while since you were on. I know. Um, But, yeah, these are always fun. I enjoy doing these. I know. Hopefully we got down to, like, we didn't go to too down too much. Yeah, no. I, anything yeah. we talk about is good. Cool. Um, but yeah, thanks for doing this. I enjoyed it. We'll have you on yeah. again sometime. No problem. Thanks.